Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call one 800 245 6000 That's one 800 245 6000 Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. Taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. Hello, America, and happy Friday. I'm really excited to do the show today. What we're going to do is adapt a very important TV special that I did last night on Real America's Voice. On the, We preempted the uh, Just the News, No Noise Hour for a special in partnership with my good friends at Heritage Action for America. They were our sponsor and partner for the show. And we had a conversation with five very compelling figures on why the commitment with America, why a positive solutions-oriented agenda has been helping Republicans gain ground on Democrats. In other words, it wasn't enough for Republicans simply to say, we're against Joe Biden and the Democrats and their agenda. They also had to provide an alternative, and the commitment with America provided an alternative on more than 150 policy positions. And since that is rolled out, you've been seeing the Republican polls move. Why? Because there was already this idea that America wanted to repudiate the Democratic Party's positions in Joe Biden over inflation, crime, the open border, transgenderism. But there's a second piece of this, which is they are also looking for, all right, if not Biden, if not the Democrats, then what? And Republicans didn't be able to answer that then what with a specific set of policy agenda items. And they're quite specific. So the special that we did last night that we're adapting for today's podcast is called On Offense, Policy for the People. And it goes through what it is that Republicans are proposing on every significant policy prescription for which Joe Biden is having difficulty with crime, energy, inflation, the open border, the social issues and parents' rights in schools. So over the next hour, we're going to have a pretty good conversation. We're going to start off with Senator Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. Remember, he started the 2020 election as one of the most vulnerable Republicans in Congress. He was behind in the polls. He's now up pretty significantly in some of the polls in Wisconsin. We, we talked to him about what was it did he do well, the answer is he defined Mandela Barnes by Mandela Barnes' own words, that's his Democratic opponent, and then he offered prescriptions that are the alternative to the Democratic agenda. Then Congressman Austin Scott, one of the sagest members in the House, and I think someone who's going to play a very big role in the next Congress, he's from Georgia, he talks about what the commitment with America means to every member in Congress, how it is playing with constituents in states like Georgia, very important battleground state. Then we're going to go out to Washington state where a very surprising candidate, Tiffany Smiley, she is the wife of a wounded warrior. She became famous because she took on the VA and the United States Army on behalf of her husband. She fought to get her husband to be able to return to duty, active duty in the Army, even though he was blinded by an injury. And she fought the VA to get the sort of better care many VA veterans are being denied. President Trump lauded her efforts. And then she turned that notoriety into a campaign in Washington state for U.S. Senate, taking on one of the longest serving senators, Patty Murray, kind of a household name in the Senate for Democrats. And right now that race is moving into toss-up territory. Tiffany Smiley talks about what about the Republican agenda, the commitment with America, Rick Scott's 11-point plan for America. That's another one that was offered in the Senate. What that means. And Corey Mills, 
veteran military man who served our country so bravely. He is turning Florida 7 into a contested race. This is a long Democrat-held seat in the central Florida area. Corey Mills making big grounds. He explains what he's done to make the changes and how a positive agenda, not just an anti Biden message is causing voters to flock to the Republicans, particularly Latino and Latina voters and uh, African-American voters, Asian-American voters. And then we're going to wrap up with Jessica Anderson, executive director, Heritage Action for America. She is uh, always a great guest because she takes the trees and then she paints the forest. She tells you what the big picture is, and you're going to enjoy that. So, Rod Johnson, Austin Scott, Tiffany Smiley, Corey Mills, Jessica Anderson, right after this commercial break. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome to this Just the News, Real America's Voice special report on offense policy for the people. I'm your host, John Solomon. Tonight, in partnership with our sponsor, Heritage Action for America, we're going to spend some time talking with first-time candidates, current conservative policymakers, and influential experts to explore how specific and positive policies to address inflation, energy, crime, and the open border have propelled GOP candidates to the lead in the final weeks of the midterm election and have created a blueprint for pushing back the increasingly unpopular Biden-Harris agenda come next year. As we are just less than two weeks away from midterm election day, you may have seen the Senate's GOP's 12-point plan called the American Rescue Plan, rolled out by Florida Senator Rick Scott. And perhaps by now, you've also heard about House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy's commitment to America that has been endorsed by none other than former Speaker Newt Gingrich, the last big Republican leader to leave a, lead a revolution in America. Now, less than two weeks before Election Day, two dynamics have been at work. Democrats are ditching debates in several of the key races and talking past the immediate concerns of Americans to instead push a green energy, transgender ideology and critical race theory platform. Republicans, in contrast, have zeroed in on the issues hitting the kitchen table, like parents' rights, renewing America's energy exploration, securing the border and fighting out-of-control crime. 
Polls show that focus is paying dividends, setting up a potential Republican takeover of both the U.S. House and Senate next month. Now, over the next hour, we're going to explore the specifics of these policy prescriptions that are winning over voters and talk directly to candidates who, will not only, who aren't only making the closing argument now, they're going to be charged with making those solutions a reality in the next Congress. And we start our conversation with one of the most closely watched races in the U.S. Senate in Wisconsin, where Republican incumbent Ron Johnson has surged to the lead by educating voters on how he would change America and change the Biden agenda, and by pointing out his Democratic opponent, Mandela Barnes, past statements on these very policies, very powerful strategy. Joining us now from America's great dairy state is Senator Ron Johnson. Senator, great to have you on, sir. Well, John, hope you're doing well. We are. And uh, I've been fascinated. I've watched this race unfold in Wisconsin, seen the debates. Uh, you have been able to define your Democratic opponent, show how his past statements are directly in line with the Biden agenda, uh, Biden-Harris agenda that Americans are increasingly rejecting. Tell us how voters have been reacting as you interact with them. Well, from the get-go, this uh, campaign has literally pitted truth on my side versus lies, distortion, the politics, personal destruction because that's all the Democrats have. I mean, they can't defend their record of 40-year high inflation, uh, record gas prices, skyrocketing crime, an open border, a flood of deadly drugs. I, I just call that the list of horribles. They can't defend that. So all they have are literally lies and distortions. And so what we've been able to do since I finally got an opponent in mid-January, I mean, in mid-August. Mid and, and by the way, the, the field was cleared for my opponent. They cleared the field for the most radical leftists uh, among them, among the, the candidates. And so since mid-August, we've, we've finally been able to, to tell Wisconsinites exactly who Mandela Barnes is. He's a radical leftist, uh, never had a job working in the private sector that I'm aware of. And I keep pointing this out. If he did, you'd, you'd probably tell us what, what the job it was. Um, he calls himself a forever organizer. He was a leader of the defund police movement, supported by the leaders of the defund police movement, denies it. He uses all the code words, though. He wants to reallocate overbloated police budgets. Uh, it pains him to see a fully funded police budget. Uh, he thinks the founding of America was awful, that our national parks were only created for the enjoyment of white people. And now we find out he tweets in support of the Ayatollah, uh, went on Russia Today six times, including days after the slaughter of five Dallas police officers and basically rationalized that shooting, said that police are over-exercising their badges, uh, turning their badges into a license to bully, and that that uh, slaughter was probably a retaliatory action. I mean, it's disgraceful uh, what he has done in the past. He's hiding from it. He's taking a page out of uh, Joe Biden's uh, playbook, uh, gone to hiding. He doesn't make himself particularly accessible. You know, does these uh, cutesy little commercials uh, making him sound like a, a moderate? He's no moderate. He's a radical leftist. And to the extent that this race has turned to our advantage, I think it probably has. But, you know, this is going to still be very close. Uh, it's because Wisconsinites are finally seeing the truth about who Mandela Barnes is. Yeah, and you really created a model. I think sometimes in the past, Republicans have been reluctant to go right at the issues and what Democrats have said. You've not shied away from it at one point. And I think what's really interesting is we're seeing Americans reject the very ideology that gave us liberal stars like Mandela Barnes or, or John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Uh, and people realize, oh, hey, for the last couple of years, this Democratic rise, it's not what we stand for. Uh, what is the key in the last 10 days of this race to close out for Republicans like yourself? Well, John, I'm going to need the resources, ronjohnsforsenate.com, to keep telling the truth about Mandela Barnes because we won't get help from the complicit and corrupt mainstream media. And, you know, so, so why have we gotten to this point in, in this uh, country? We don't have an unbiased media. It's not a level playing field. It's not a fair fight. The media is stacked with leftists themselves. They're, they're not journalists anymore. They're advocates for, for the left. The problem they're all having, Democrats and the media with this election, is it's impossible to hide 40-year high inflation. A dollar you held at the start of the Biden administration is only worth 88.3 cents. If you had it invested in the stock market, it's down another 20, 25 percent. Yeah. You can't hi hide record gas prices. You can't hide the fact that the people can't fill up their tank or their grocery cart. You can't hide skyrocketing crime when it's on the news every day with more horrific murders and more horrific crimes. So the, the media simply can't hide this. Now, they're doing a pretty good job of hiding the border. That's pretty far away from most 
uh, states. But unfortunately, the open border is affecting every state with a deadly flow of drugs. So the, the problems are just so severe. The disastrous results of Democrat policies and Democrat governance are so obvious that even the media can't cover up for the Democrats anymore. Yeah, and Wisconsin's been a favorite laboratory for the liberals. I mean, you have a prosecutor in Milwaukee that was into the George Soros agenda. They call it the justice and peace agenda, but it's really the increased crime agenda. Uh, the ability to show in real time what happened in Waukesha as a result of those policies mm. with the horrible Christmas tragedy, some of the other things going on. It, it feels like the crime thing is very tangible to Wisconsin residents who've lived through it over the last couple of years. It is. I mean, murders statewide, uh, 2019 versus 2021, up 70%. In Milwaukee, up 93%. Uh, we're on pace for another record year murders in Milwaukee. Scar our carjackings are through the roof. Uh, and it's spilling over into, into uh, suburban communities as well. So it's definitely, uh, it's on everybody's radar screen. Everybody's concerned. I mean, pe people are afraid to, lose, to, to leave their homes to go get prescription drugs. You hear that from seniors. So... Mm. Uh, Skyrocketing crime is uh, is front and center together with inflation and record gas prices. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, you have been an advocate your entire time in the public life of getting budgets under control, controlling the reckless spending. People are now finding out all that crazy spending we did drove this inflation that makes your grocery cart and your gas tank so much more expensive. Do you think Americans are ready to back a Republican effort to really slash spending next year? I hope so. And one of the things I want to make sure that we can get uh, uh, congressional leadership in both houses to commit to is a return to regular order. And by that, I mean a budget process, pass a budget to actually guide an appropriation process. We can't keep doing these CRs at the end of the fiscal year, right. kick the can down the road to before Christmas. So we end up with a multi-thousand page omnibus spending bill to spend hundreds of billions, probably over a trillion dollars get a couple hours to consider it, and then vote up or down. This is not only dysfunctional, it's corrupt, let's face it. So what I've been proposing is pass a budget early February. Uh, hopefully it could be a, a balanced budget, but if not, if you have to increase the debt ceiling, use the debt ceiling as it was intended, attached to it fiscal controls. I actually have four bills in mind, John. Right. One would be full faith and credit, never default on our debt, Preventing Government Shutdown Act. This is something I passed a couple times out of committee. It's not never got a real vote on the floor of the Senate. That's just what that does is if you have dysfunction, uh, you don't fund agencies of the government, you don't shut it down. You just spend it last year's levels. That's what we do here in Wisconsin, common sense. Um, so, so the RAINS Act to uh, put a higher hurdle for major regulations which harm our economy. And then finally, this is a bill I, I introduced in 2012 with Nick Mulvaney, reducing the size of the federal government through attrition act. You don't have to fire people. Just quit hiring them, including 87,000 new IRS agents coming after the middle class. So once you've done that, then you bring up appropriations bills in order priority starting in April. Go through the entire process. The House can lead here because they can pass these things. But then we need to relentlessly bring them on the floor of the Senate for debate and make Democrats vote them down. But again, this presupposes that I win. This presupposes we have uh, uh, Republican majorities. I'm hoping the voters make the right choice. Yeah, well, one thing I know they're hearing tonight, they're hearing the way that they would run their budget. And it'd be nice if Washington could run the budget like everyday Americans run their own budget, sir. And I know that's something you're committed to. So great to have you on the show today. I want to wish you luck in the final two weeks of the election, but thanks for joining us. Stay well, keep up the good work. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this commercial message with Congressman Austin Scott from the great state of Georgia. Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mike. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download 
download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, when I interview this next guest, I think I have the voice of sanity in a sea of insanity in Washington. He was on top of inflation, food shortages, energy shortages before anyone else I knew in Congress. Uh, and now all of his predictions have come true and the job of fixing this great economy, he knows is going to fall into Congress's hands next year. He is Congressman Austin Scott from the great state of Georgia. Congressman, great to have you back on the show, sir. Hey, John, great to be back with you. Thanks for having me. I love having a conversation because we always have straight talk about where things are. And I want to start at the border. Friday night, 11.45 p.m. Eastern time, Joe Biden tries to slip out the border numbers for fiscal year 2022. Uh, an extraordinary record, 2.4 million illegal migrants crossing the border, 600,000 gotaways, uh, 850 migrants die at the border trying to get in. Um, Probably the bleakest picture in my 30 years in Washington of border security. Americans are feeling this, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And I don't know anybody other than Joe Biden and, and those who are elected in the Democratic Party that think this is OK. So uh, even the immigration advocates in, in my part of the world you know, know this has to be stopped. They know the way people are treated when they're trafficked into this country. They know the fentanyl coming into this country is coming across that border and it's having real impacts in our daily lives uh, back home, whether it's in rural Georgia or, or metro America. And, and we seized enough fentanyl in, in Tiff County, Georgia, a couple of weeks ago to kill 170,000 people, John. Well, that's that's over three times the, the population of the county. It's, it's ridiculous. It's got to be stopped. And, and I don't understand uh Candidly, why the Biden administration and Speaker Pelosi continue to to throw wrenches into into fixing this problem, which can absolutely be fixed uh, within within honestly a matter of weeks, I believe. Yeah, it really is. This is not rocket science to do it. And you've had a very clear prescription to how to do it. The Republicans have a very clear prescription, the commitment with America. One thing I'm hearing a lot of in recent weeks from the FBI and Homeland Security sources, the grave concern about the 90 plus people with terrorism ties from multiple countries got across the border in one year. That's more than I think crossed the border in the entire time President Trump was in office. Uh, the national security threat that Ill, the countries with ill will for us now have created by getting people into this country that has to concern people you're talking to as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, look what COVID did to this country. Uh, if, if you think that the people that want to hurt us and kill us won't sneak a biological agent into the United States, you, you, you're just naive to, to how much they want to hurt us. I'm, I'm not worried as much about nuclear weapons. I'm not saying I'm not worried about nuclear weapons coming across the border. I'm, I'm more worried, though, about biological weapons coming across the border and the amount of damage they can do and, and, and just the ease of transporting those things. And so I, I, again, you know, just as an American, I don't understand why uh, we can't just have a great big wall with doors that say, if you're going to come into our country, uh, we'll, we'll have to invite you in and we're going to make sure that you're not bringing anything uh, like a biological weapon in, into this country. 
It, it's, pr- it's pretty simple to do, John. It can be done. We were well on the way to doing it under President Trump. If people want to apply for asylum, they should apply in their home country, not come all the way to the to, the, to our border and then try to apply here. It's just common sense. It, it it's, it's intentionally damaging the country. And and Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are, are, are responsible for it. Yeah, it's really remarkable how much has changed in such a short period of time. Uh, we've getting these reports that there's a significant shortage of diesel fuel, only about 30 days or less of supply to power America. You've got the gas prices at 380 going towards four dollars again in most uh, parts of the country. Inflation's run away on lots of different things. But I know you and President Trump agree. Uh, I've heard you both talk about this, starting with uh, getting energy prices down can bring a lot of inflation down at one point, can it? Absolutely. And good energy policy is the number one thing we can do to fix inflation in this country. And so when we talk about food inflation, just remember, John, we put we put seed in the ground with with diesel. I mean, that's a diesel tractor that's that's pulling uh, the planters. It's a diesel tractor that's spraying the fields. It's a diesel tractor that's that's doing the harvest. And it's a diesel semi that is getting that harvest uh, to whether it's the company that's making the cereal that we eat or the bread that we eat or any of the other things that we eat, diesel, the cost of diesel has a tremendous impact on inflation. It doesn't have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. You can do things that are good for the environment and be energy independent at the same time. Uh, the, the problem with the Democratic Party is they refuse to acknowledge that there are, there are really good ideas out there that are not owned by Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. We can be energy independent. Uh, we're going to have to achieve energy independence. It's, it's obvious with what OPEC has done. It was obvious to most of us beforehand. Uh, but we can we can and, and we'll do a better job of taking care of the environment, the environment as well, John. You just got to you got to make sure the technology is there and the quantities of that technology are available to the general public. And it's simply it, it, it's not there right now. So wow. battery operated vehicles are not necessarily clean. Uh, it's just Joe Biden says they're clean. And so and so the libs jump all over that and say, well, I'm going to go get a buy one of these cars with this dirty battery because the president says it's good for the environment. It's not good for the environment. You know, it, it, it's just not. Yeah, such a great point. And yet there are really simple solutions like nuclear energy and natural gas. that could bring down oh, carbon emissions so much faster. Commitment with America has a big part of it that has a common sense climate plan that I think a lot of Americans are just starting to appreciate. Hey, that's pretty well thought out. I want to talk about something that isn't well thought out. Uh, uh, Democrats have spent this entire election preaching to the American people what they should be thinking. Republicans, on the other hand, have been out listening. The listening tours that members of Congress and candidates, Carrie Lake in Arizona for governor. Well, there's one party listening and the other party with its fingers in its ears preaching. That's probably going to come home to roost on Election Day, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, hey, democracy is pretty easy. If you'll if you'll remember that you've got two ears and one mouth and you'll listen to what the voters are thinking, you can win elections. And and as I'm down here and talking to people, it's the price of food. It's the price of fuel. John, people don't understand why they're where their hard earned tax dollars are being used to fund drag shows in Ecuador. And, and if they're being used to fund drag shows in Ecuador, then what else are they being used to fund? You know, why are their kids being exposed to the things that the that the libs that are in control of our colleges and our school systems are exposing uh, our, our kids to at a very young age. I mean, pe- people are sick and tired of this. And instead of actually listening to what the American public believes, uh, you know, Sp- Speaker Pelosi's out there literally just telling them that they're wrong, that they don't have the right to believe this because what they believe isn't consistent with uh, what the Democratic Party tells them to believe. Yeah. That's the difference in us and them. We believe in freedom, personal freedom, and individual liberty. Those two things bring economic opportunity. And and the Democratic Party, they want to control everything you do in your life, including what you think. And if you don't think the way uh, that Speaker Pelosi and Joe Biden does, then, well, something just must be wrong with you, I guess. Exactly. And they don't believe your eyes line. That's the line that Democrats keep telling us. Don't believe what you see. It's really not reality. I I don't know. I I like to believe what my eyes tell me, so it's pretty crazy. Um, I want to look at this fact, because you and I were talking about it. it's such an important thing. We had record tax collections last year. The economy contributed yeah. lots to the American government. Still, we yeah. have a trillion-dollar deficit. How do we end up blowing that much money out? Forty percent of the deficit has occurred since Nancy Pelosi has been Speaker, uh, and that's in 246 years of our country. Republicans going to get this under control? 
Absolutely. And look, I mean, we're going to have to be smart about the way we do things. John, we're going to have to pass a lot of small bills that are that are absolutely consistent with what the public with what the public wants. And so I see amendments coming to the spending that say, you know what, the State Department and nor any other government agency can spend money on uh, drag shows in Ecuador. Yeah. I think 99% of Americans don't think that their hard-earned tax dollars should be going to a foreign country to, to fund that type of, of show. I, I don't. I didn't believe it was true when I heard it. I had to go look it up, John. I was a little what taken back that they that they had actually gone that far with the spending of our tax money. But we ha- we have record tax revenues. We would have higher tax revenues if they would simply get their foot off the necks. Of, of the American business owners that right. are out there trying to make ends meet, they're, they're crushing our economy with rules and regulations. Uh, and and I can tell you, most business owners I know, they want to make more money. And if they're making more money, they'll, they'll gladly pay more in taxes. Uh, they don't want a higher tax rate, but, you know, but they're going to pay uh, based on higher profits. That That's the way you grow the economy. That's what Donald Trump understood. He understood that when you, when you remove the rules and the regulations, you unleash American ingenuity and and our capitalist uh, economy. And, and that's what's happened. We're still benefiting from what was done. You know, unfortunately, what Biden is doing is trying to snuff out that growth with yep. rules and regulations and interest rates and everything else that he's done to us, uh, you know, and at the same time continuing to increase spending. Well, we're going to cut spending, John. We spend too much money in this country. If, we, if we've got $4.9 trillion in tax revenue, then we should be aspiring to get to a $4.9 trillion budget. I'm not naive enough to think that we can do it in the course of 12 months. But I'll tell you, if you got record tax revenues and you'll get out of the way and you pass some good energy policy uh, so that you continue to get a little bit of growth, uh, if if we have growth, marginal growth and and reasonable cuts in spending, we, we can get this budget balanced. I don't think it happens in 12 months, but I do think it can happen over the course of you know, three to five years. I think most Americans nod their head when they hear you say that. They're in total agreement with you. Sir, it's such an honor to have you on. You're always a straight talker. It's always great to get solutions to you. You always have a solution for what we're focused on. Really appreciate the conversation today. And I'm looking forward to the results in a couple of weeks on Election Day. I am too, John. We're going to have some great freshmen coming in up there. We got we got veterans, we got business owners, we got people from all walks of life coming, and uh, we're going to have a great freshman class, and we're going to have a great a great party uh, when it, when it's over with a great Republican party that that's very diverse and uh, and just continues to move the ball in the right direction because we're listening to the American citizens yeah. and so tell, telling them what to think. And a better economy, better security. Yeah, people are going to like that as well, sir. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, folks, right after the commercial break, the Republican in Washington state who is turning conventional political wisdom upside down, Tiffany Smiley, has Patty Murray in her gun sights. That race is tightening up very quickly. Tiffany Smiley, right after this commercial message. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, 
add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Welcome back, America. Our next guest made history a few years ago by taking on the VA and winning on behalf of her hero husband. And she is now on the cusp of making history again, this time turning blue, traditional blue state Washington into a Republican victory in November for the U.S. Senate seat. Joining us right now is Tiffany Smiley. Tiffany, great to have you back on the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It is an amazing story what you've been able to do starting a decade ago and all the way up into the present. But for people who haven't heard that story, tell us a little bit about what you did to get get your husband the care he needed at the VA. Yes, at 23 years old, I quit my nursing job in Washington State and took a one-way flight out to Walter Reed Army Medical Center to meet my husband. And I didn't know if I was going to meet him dead or alive, but I was going to be there. And when I walked into his trauma care unit, I had student loan debt and a car payment. Scotty had tubes coming out of every orifice of his body. He was in a coma. And one thing was certain, the suicide bomber that he was negotiating with in service to our country in Mosul, Iraq, had detonated his car and the shrapnel from that detonation completely obliterated both of Scotty's eyes. He would be forever blind. It was the first time that I faced the large bureaucratic government systems. And thank goodness I was a nurse. I wasn't intimidated by the medical system. In fact, I knew how to stand up and advocate and truly fight for Scotty's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. I had this wild, crazy idea that I could help him make a miraculous recovery and that he could still serve and have purpose and be an incredible asset to our United States Army. Um, And so I refused to sign their paperwork and uh, built a coalition who believed in this idea as well. We took on the Army and Scotty went on and became the first blind active duty officer to ever serve our country. And once he was well, um, I went back and, and worked hard to make it right for everyone else. Um, I took on VA reform. I took another flight out to Washington, D.C., but um, this time, the next time I I walked into the White House where I worked with the president of the United States of America. Um, I worked with senators, congressmen and women, the secretary of the VA to really pass meaningful reform that directly helps veterans and their families. So for our family, this is is a continuation of service. This is country over party. Um, We will always stand up and fight for Washington state and for this country and for true servant leadership within our government. Yeah, and it's so funny. A lot of Americans will say, oh, that big government in Washington, I've just given up on that. But you prove that you can yeah. make a difference. How much does that translate as you're now out in the campaign running for U.S. Senate seat in Washington state? How much does that translate to voters when they know you actually made something better in government? Yeah, it's very relatable too. You know, there's a lot of people in Washington state who are suffering and they feel down and out and pushed around by this um, government system that's sort of like encroaching on them and affecting their daily lives. You know, bad, I always say bad policy affects people. Um, And so that's our stories relatable. People understand, they see hope in it. They know that they're, you know, we're offering a solution. We're offering um, an opportunity to turn crisis into hope for all of Washington. And so we've just been addressing the issues that Washington families are facing from rising inflation, crime, skyrocketing crime, a fentanyl crisis. We have an education crisis. So, um, you know, I haven't just, you know, I took on big government and won. And my my opponent, Senator Murray, she is big government. You know, she's not engaged with the people in Washington state. In fact, they're, they've said, like, we never hear from her. She's never around. The first time we heard from her in a very long time was when she came out attacking you, Tiffany, in June. Um, so Washington state is ready to send a leader who will go fight and deliver results for Washington state. It's so amazing because when this race started, uh, Patty Murray was in the safe category, been in the Senate for decades safe. Then it moved to lean blue. Then it moved to toss up. Now it's a dead heat. Uh, as, (laughs) As you get out there, one of the things you've done almost daily, you stay engaged at the grassroots level. Every day you're meeting voters, you're tangible and available to them. How big a difference is that for a candidate to be able to have all that face time with real voters? 
I think it makes a huge difference because, you know, people are facing extreme crisis and um, they want to know that their elected leaders understand what they're going through. Um, I've been at this for 18 months. I've been in all 39 counties across Washington state. We've built coalitions all across Washington state who are ready for change. Um, and so that message is resonating all, all over the state. Every day we're engaging, whether it's veterans or suburban moms, um, you know, different groups all all over Washington state are small business owners. Um, I, I've even visited and spent time in homeless encampments. I, I want to listen to those people that live there um, and understand how we help them. Um, it's clear we, we don't have a money problem in this country. We have a solutions problem. Um, and so I am excited um, to get to work, to be able to have, have Washington state send me to Washington, D.C. to start to deliver results um, and move forward in a positive way um, a lot of people have lost faith in the political system, and rightfully so, because, um, you know, Senator Murray hasn't delivered positive results for Washington state, um, and they're ready for change. And that's exactly what we will deliver. We're going to push hard. I'm going to be out on the trail all the way through an election. I'm going to be hitting 46 different stops um, between now and November 8th, engaging with as many voters as we can and sharing, sharing our um, plan to turn crisis into hope. Amazing. And you talked a lot about solutions. This is uh, I've covered a lot of elections over 40 years. This is by far the most substantive Republican uh, platform I've seen in a congressional midterm, maybe since 1994, mm -hmm. New Gingrich Revolution. You've got commitment with America in the House. But on the Senate side, too, you've got candidates talking about issues that they used to be yielding to Democrats, climate change, homelessness, inflation. Uh, mm -hmm. How important is it to be able to engage in a blue state with blue voters on the subjects that Democrats used to dominate? And now you have a Republican prescription for it. Yeah, it's incredibly powerful. You know, when I was at the homeless encampment um, helping clean up, there was another woman there helping clean up as well. And she saw me from across uh, the encampment and she said, Tiffany Smiley. And I kind of laughed like, yes, I'm a really nice person. I don't know what attack ad you're watching. You know, here I am in the heart of Seattle. But she said, no. No, I, I'm honored to meet you. Um, she she said, I, I've always voted Democrat. I've always voted for Senator Murray. This year, I'm honored to vote for you. And it was really this moment where it wasn't Democrat or Republican. It was American. It was an American issue where we were coming together. We were wanting to do what's best for our state, for, for the city of Seattle, for these people who um, our current politicians are allowing to poison themselves to death. And we were there as citizens who want better, who want to move forward. Um, and so when we talk about, you know, the climate, of course, I grew up on a farm. Um, far, there's no better stewards of the land than, than farmers. And I believe in protecting our environment. And, and I make it clear, you know, the, the contrast between me and Senator Murray is very clear. Um, she would rather give our energy um, to enemy countries that hate us who have no environmental standards. So we need to unleash our American energy independence and do it here where we do it best. We have we can do it clean and and appropriate, but but we can we have to rein in this, these gas prices. So my plan calls for in the short term unleashing our natural gas and oil to decrease gas prices, um, and in the long term, um, you know, continue to build the all of above energy approach. Good intentions aren't enough for policy. It needs to it needs to equal results. Yeah, that's what Americans want. They've heard plenty of promises over two or three decades. They want results. Uh, we've got that's about right. a minute left, Tiffany. You talk a lot about crime. Seattle's sort of that liberal utopia. All the policies that Democrats have said would work, they've tried in Seattle, and yet it seems to be so dysfunctional all the time. How important is Seattle as a symbol to the rest of the state that, hey, maybe the Democrats have taken this down a bad path? Yeah, it is clear that that they have. I mean, Seattle had the highest homicide rates just last month. They've declared a public health emergency for the fentanyl crisis with no plan and no hope in sight. Um, so my plan addresses this. Um, I look forward to, you know, backing our law enforcement. I'm honored to be endorsed by um, law cops and the Fraternal Order of Police. They're behind me all the way um, at the federal level, ensuring that we're offering um, grants, uh, $5,000 retention and recruiting bonuses so we can get good cops here. We're clearly understaffed um, and enforce the law laws on the books. Senator Murray went on the Senate floor June of 2020. She called for funds to be diverted away from yeah. our police force and then she disappeared. 
and she went into hiding. And in fact, she comes back and acts like there's no crime here, which which is just simply not true. We we need to solve this issue. I met with a lady just a couple weeks ago who was walking to lunch in Seattle, violently assaulted, um, just just walking to lunch in the middle of the day. And um, when after she fought off her attacker, she looked around and someone said, well, don't call 911 because nothing will happen. So we have a lot of work to do. Number one, I think we have to stop this rhetoric. This defund the police rhetoric has been extremely harmful um, to Seattle and and all over Washington state. So we need to back our our police officers, our cops, ensure that we're recruiting and retaining good police officers. And we need to secure our border. We have got to stop the flow of fentanyl from coming across our southern border, um, ensure that we keep Title 42 um, in place until we have a plan to secure it. There's a lot of work to do, and I can't wait to get back to Washington, D.C. and and get to work. Yeah, one thing's for sure. Right now, maybe you call 911, it may not work. Right now, you call Washington, it may not work. But if you get in the Senate, I have a funny feeling both are going to work a lot better. <laughs> People at the VA know that. Tiffany Smiley, what an yeah. honor to have you on the show. Have a great final two weeks of your campaign. Thank you. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, military veteran, military hero, now Republican leading in the Florida 7 Congressional District race. Corey Mill is going to join us right after these messages. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. Earlier this year, I met with congressional leaders to kind of go over the map. What races are going to be competitive? What were not? Democrats and Republicans were kind of in agreement. Florida 7 is not going to be competitive for Republicans. Be nice if it were. Well, guess what? Ten months later, it is leaning heavily Republican. The reason for that? Well, he's our next guest. Corey Mills is the Republican challenger, and he has proven you can take an America First agenda into a purple district and turn it into a victory for Republicans. He's leading in the polls big, and he joins us right now. Corey, welcome to the show. John, thanks so much for having me. It is a remarkable story, what you have done. You've been uh, perseverance in your values. You stuck to the America First agenda. You've made believers of the voters in your district. Tell us the key to the policies that are uh, connecting with everyday voters. Well, I'll tell you, John, it's real simple. I mean, the policies that I've pushed, the policies that I continue to stay consistent on are not really a Republican or Democrat. They're not a conservative or a socialist. They're essentially an America versus anti-America. And we care about things like parental rights over school boards and teachers unions. We care about having strong, secure borders to protect Americans and to keep us safe. We care about economic prosperity and the ability to ensure that we get our inflation that's at a 40-year high. We get our CPIs under control. We get 
back to energy reliance, energy dominance, not just trying to beg OPEC and go to an unreliable renewable source that's controlled by China. We care about not involving ourselves in more endless wars, understanding that the evolution of warfare has gone from kinetics and is now in an economic resource stance where we do have geopolitical axis of evils like China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, who has come together. But we stand firm as Americans. I continue to push and understand American exceptionalism. I continue to push and understand our core values. And I continue to push and stand for our constitutionality. And that's really only thing I've done here in CD7. It's a remarkable thing. And I know that you've taken a lot of time to worry about how you message. You've taken the time to message correctly. These are ideas, but how you talk to voters really matters. You've come up with, I think, a linguistic guide that really helps readers, uh, voters connect with these policies. Tell us a little bit about the attention you've put to the words you use and the messaging that you pick. Well, you know, at the end of the day, we've allowed the left and the radicals to continue to hijack definitions of things. You know, it's like we are ostracized and, and banned from utilizing unification. We are somehow allowing them to take over the narrative, and control the narrative. We can't be scared of standing for our principles and being labeled a xenophobe. We can't be scared of being labeled a, a white supremacist or a racist just because we make certain America first you know, concept and ideologies. You know, These are things that all of our founders and the architects of our constitution stood for. And so the things that I'm talking about is limited government, You know, stopping federal government from overreach, not just into our lives and into our homes, but into our businesses as well. Understanding that as a job creator and someone who worked in the private sector and creates over 127 plus Floridians in our jobs in Florida today and supports over 200 law enforcement departments across the country, we understand that it's defend the blue, not defund the blue. We understand that job creation starts in the private sector, not in the actual federal sector. And so it's about really understanding constitutionality, John. And that's really that simple. I mean, nothing I'm doing should be, you know, world changing. It should really come back to what was it that the federal government was created for? What is it about public service? You know, understanding that no matter if you're left or right, you should not be buying, selling and trading stocks for personal enrichment. This is about public service and getting back to protecting the American values. Yeah, returning Americans to the American experience that served us so well for two and a half uh, centuries. There's no doubt that's the great prescription. You're a veteran. You've served this country. There's been some pretty extraordinary moments. The VA has gone back where Joe Biden exited Afghanistan and really in shame and military recruitment's going way down. Uh, people worried about woke Pentagon's. Tell us if you get into Congress, you've got about two minutes left, uh, what you can do in Congress to get the Pentagon, the military, our security back on sound footing. Well, I can tell you right now, the first thing we're doing is we're going to ban CRT in our military academies and across the board. We're going to get back to not thinking about just gender, inclusivity, diversity, and equality. We're going to talk about things like increased lethality, readiness, and preparedness. We need to increase the morale of our military once again. We need to get this 15,000 personnel de de deficit that we're seeing right now, which is an entire U.S. Army regiment. And we need to get back what it is to be proud to serve once again. I served in uniform. It was the proudest moments of my life, wearing that American flag on my right sleeve, fighting in our for our country and understanding that what it is to really know, be willing to die to defend that U.S. Constitution. But we are now defending it not against the internationals. We're defending it against those who want to tear it from within domestically. So I'm all about banning CRT, banning ESG from corporations, and getting back to GOD in our communities, our schools, and in our homes. What an idea. We've got about 20 seconds left. Inflation, getting energy prices under seems like the starting point. Are you prepared uh, with your colleagues to get that done? 1,000%. We have to first start off by stopping the inflationary spending, stop the funding of these foreign wars with 80 plus billion dollars. We need to take that same 80 plus billion dollars, build two new refineries, get back to energy independence, increase our productions, ban foreign purchase and ownership of our farmland, secure our borders and protect our schools. Yeah, I think Americans are getting a strong sense of why the voters in Florida 7 are so excited uh, about your candidacy. Corey Mills, what an honor to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna be watching your race closely on election night. Thank you, John. All right, folks, don't touch that dial. Don't go anywhere right after the commercial break. Jessica Anderson, Executive Director for Heritage Action for America, our sponsor for the show. She'll be joining us right after this. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back, everybody. Our final guest of the evening has an extraordinary finger on the pulse of America and has helped ignite the grassroots across this great country to support politicians who implement strong, conservative, and common-sense principles through policymaking. Jessica Anderson is the Executive Director for Heritage Action for America, and she joins us now. Jessica, great to have you back on the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me and talking about these super important races heading into November, John. It's been a great conversation. And I've been thinking as I've been listening to everybody tonight, red tsunami, that's a word that Newt Gingrich used on my podcast a couple of days ago. He feels like America has made up its mind and they're done with the silliness in Washington. What are you seeing? You're right on the front line of the grassroots. What are you seeing and what are you hearing? American voters are completely done with the direction that this country has been going. This is going to be a huge turnaround election because of the issues that matter most. Look at inflation, look at the lack of jobs, the prices of gas, the parental rights movement trying to take back control of their kids' schools. Look at all the concerns around crime and the desire and the deep, deep need to return safety and security to our neighbors. Look at the border, it's wide open, people are fed up. People are looking around, they know the issues are going to matter, and they're going to vote their values, they're going to vote their issues come November 8th, I believe in a major, major way where we're going to see a red tsunami, not only in the House, but I think we've got some massive pickup opportunities in the Senate that are going to make that night a great night for conservative public policies going forward, John. You know, it's been interesting. I've watched a lot of elections in my career. One of the most extraordinary things that you see at this moment, this is an election where conservatives have put forth a lot of specific policy examples. This is a very substantive agenda that Republicans are talking about. Uh, it all began, if I remember correctly, when you and Senator Scott were together at the Roadmap to Rescue America event back in March. You guys came up with seven policy priorities. Can you remind everybody? Because I think they're really at the foundation of what this election is now turning on. Yeah, that's right. You know, so many voters actually vote in contrast or in opposition to what's going on. But a lot of us, we want to know what is the conservative majority going to be about? What are the big issues that will bring this wave forward and actually make up those H.R. 1 through 10s if we get the majorities back uh, this November and, and, and have the chance to govern in January? So there are seven big policy priorities that we have heard from voters that the grassroots cares the most about that we think create this mandate. It's tackling big tech. It's empowering parents to make education choices. It's securing the border and stopping illegal immigration. It's making a China-resistant American economy. It's tackling inflation, adding jobs, getting the debt and spending under control. It's securing our elections. And then finally, it's protecting life. If we can do these seven things, if elected officials can deliver on these seven things, we will turn this country around in a way that we could only dream of over the last 30 years. So I'm excited, John, I'm hopeful. People are already getting out to the polls on these seven big issues. And I think we're gonna see them vote on each of these things in a major way to turn this country around. Yeah, and it's so interesting, the seven pillars then become 150 policy agenda items when you get to the commitment with America. I know you were waiting a long time for that to come out. You, uh, Heritage and Heritage Action, played a role in getting the ideas there. Seven pillars, 150 policy ideas. Americans have a lot to digest. They know what Republicans are promising to do if they get in power, don't they? 
Yeah, that's exactly right, John, because we need to be clear about what we as Americans are expecting of our elected officials. And then these elected officials need to go and actually, with a mandate from voters, govern on these issues. And by the way, the GOP, the Republican Party, is not the same Republican Party it was 10 years 10 years ago. Look at the Hispanics that are coming and finding a home because of these important seven issues, because of safety and security, the border, family, education, all of these issues. Look at a state like Nevada, where Adam Laxalt is running for the Senate. Nevada is a take back opportunity for a state. I believe that Adam Laxalt can win. And he's doing it because he's the issues that he's talking about are resonating with the 40 percent of Hispanics that are in that state. So the party is changing. Elected officials need to change with it. They need to govern on an actual policy agenda that's not only winnable, but it's going to turn our lives around come January in the next few years. Yeah, it's in uh, the last time I saw a dynamic like this, I think it was 1994, really. Two things are happening. Yeah. As the race draws closer, you're starting to see a lot of these races that are often five, 10 point Democrat races. They're neck and neck. There's a California House seat that nobody thought was competitive. You look at Connecticut, the Senate race in Connecticut is suddenly tightened up. No one thought that was going to be in play. Democrats have missed an opportunity. And I, I want you to uh, walk us through. Americans want to be talking about these issues and Democrats seem to be way over here. That mm -hmm. disconnect seems to be moving the polls, isn't it? I believe so. Democrats are completely out of touch with the needs and the concerns and, and frankly, the direction that Americans want to take this country. And it, it has taken a few weeks for this to settle in in voters' minds. I look at Blake Masters, who's running in Arizona, for instance. Four weeks ago, the GOP establishment wrote him off, said there was no way he could win. He's now within the margin of error. Voters are coming home. They're recognizing there is an alternative to this democratic regime. There is an alternative that actually puts their families, their personal interests, their businesses first, above the needs of the special interests that so many times dominate Washington. So, John, I wouldn't write anything off. I think it's gonna be a great night. I think not only will we will conservatives be able to pick up two, maybe three, maybe four brand new Senate seats, um, but we're gonna hold those four critical seats as well. We're gonna hold Pennsylvania. I hope we hold North Carolina. Wisconsin, Ohio, these are all the Senate hold seats that we need to get the job done and then turn around and go up to these, some of these critical pickups for the United States Senate majority. You know, one of the things that Heritage Action has been in the forefront of this for a long time, reminding people that China is not our friend. It is a competitor on the business right. the front. More candidates than ever before are talking about the threat of China and what it means long-term and short-term for America. How did that dialogue get finally put on the front table? Well, thank goodness that voters um, have been smart enough to raise the alarm of the influence of China, the CCP, here not only in American businesses, uh, through the long arm and the policy guidelines of the ESG movement, but also in Washington, the role that the CCP has lobbying lawmakers for their uh, advantage and interest as opposed to American interest. So it was actually voters, Sean, that brought this to the forefront of candidates' minds. And now you're seeing more and more candidates at the state level and the federal level that are making the commitment to have a China-resistant American economy. That means we have to look seriously about how we do our relations with China. It means we probably will pay more for goods that we've relied on cheaply from China over the years. I talk to Americans all across the country. They tell me they're willing to pay more if it means that the CCP is going to be detangled from our daily lives, from our schools, from our businesses. So I expect this to be a huge issue, certainly one that McCarthy has committed to tackling. If he's given the gavel and the majority uh, in January, I do think tackling China will be part of those H.R. 1 through 10s. And it's certainly going to be one of those top five things that are in the mind of conservative voters when they go to the polls on November 8th. Uh, one of the things I most appreciate about our partnership, uh, Jessica, is all the things that Hoffa brings to the forefront, issues and specifics. People didn't know about ESG six, seven months ago. We worked on that and election integrity, you go through all the things. These substantive discussions make a big difference. I want to thank you for the partnership and for your time tonight. Thanks, John, for having me. Yeah. It's going to be a great night, November 8th.
All right, folks, on that note, we're going to conclude yet another successful special report with great thanks to our sponsoring partner, Heritage Action for America. They make these incredible conversations possible. Remember, folks, you can get involved in the political process by making sure you're registered to vote today. And after doing so, be sure to visit Heritage Action's website at heritageaction.com. On their website, you will see how ESG policy, one of the liberal favorite policies right now, could hurt you as a consumer. Read their full seven policy priority plan. Get involved and check your legislator's scorecard by utilizing one of my favorite functions, the scorecard at Heritage Action. Once again, that's heritageaction.com to get further involved. I also want to quickly thank the Real America's Voice Network for allowing us to have these breakthrough conversations with so many leading experts around the country. We're committed to bringing you the facts so you can make up your own mind on the issues that matter. And with that, we ask that God continue to bless you and this extraordinary country, as he always has. Thanks again for watching and good night. All right, folks, that wraps up our special report today. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Ron Johnson, Austin Scott, Tiffany Smiley, Corey Mills, and Jessica Anderson for making this conversation possible. I hope you got some value out of learning why positive policy positions, specific policy prescriptions have moved this election in the final days of 2022 midterms. Some pretty big insights on how the Commitment America, Rick Scott's 11-point action plan, how it helped convince voters that the Republicans weren't just against Joe Biden. They also had an alternative agenda to offer the American people on all the issues that matter at the dinner table, the economy, energy, schools and parents' rights, and of course, crime in the open border. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll have a great show on Saturday and Sunday. Don't go anywhere. Congressman Daryl Issa tomorrow. We're going to talk about China, China, and oh, China. Uh, you don't want to miss that. So have a great night. Tune back in on Saturday for another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, expert politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.